Hey everybody, welcome to Monday Night Live in Lexington, you guys. My name is Katherine Kaufman and I'm a psychic medium here in Lexington, Kentucky. Welcome to my Every Monday Night Show. This is where we discover what and who we are in this journey called life. Welcome, Rob. Many blessings. Thank you so much. <laughs> this is the one, the only Rob Abbott of Mystical Mojo. I'm going to put a... Um, link to his site on the bottom of the post there uh let me make sure i can get it to come up here we go can everybody see Thank that <laughs> where are we talking to you from tonight rob i'm at home i am at home this evening trying to uh deal with the cold so please bear with the horse horse <laughs> little horse so Excuse the voice, everybody, if it's a little <laughs> crackly. A little I, I've bit got crackly, a surefire no cure for that, you know, is just like two shots of bourbon and you will sound just <laughs> fine. <laughs> Hotty toddies? Hotty yeah. toddies, right? Oh, no, just straight up. That'll cure your vocal cords for sure. My goodness. So you're, you are <laughs> in Kentucky, right? Tell everybody what your location is in case... Somebody wants to come and see Around, you or get services. Uh, okay, in-person services. I do offer occasionally in-person services as well as a large variety of services. I do many, uh, of course, technology rules the world previous and during the pandemic, obviously, as well. So I, I am located around Frankfort, Kentucky, and uh, <clears throat> you awesome. can reach out to my business page. Uh, um, and that link is on the crawler that's uh, at the bottom of the page there. Let's do some shout-outs. Magical Monday to Melissa Beglin, her sidekick, Miss Cleo. I love you both. Ina Thompson, good to see you. Uh, so awesome to always see you on Monday night. It makes me happy. Uh, big shout-out to uh, Celtic Prepper on YouTube. And if you haven't subscribed, go ahead and subscribe. There are lots of paranormal videos that are on the playlist Monday Night Live that you can binge watch uh, that are really good. And a big shout out to Cindy Hall. And a shout out to all you guys over here on Instagram. I still haven't figured out a way to get, like I can't do a live feed and do this live feed. So this is about as good as I can rig it up over there. And big shout out to all the people that are joining on the podcast. Uh, so this will be streaming to the podcast tomorrow, which is uh, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, um, the iTunes podcast, Apple Podcasts, Radiocast. Um, and then there's two or three more. I can't remember right off the bat. I think Overcast is one. Uh, but anyway, we really appreciate you guys tuning in to listen. And yes, this topic actually came up from a previous show that we did on perception and how uh, evaluation from a different perspective or perception is extremely beneficial because we can't see things for ourselves that other people see because of the perspective that they're evaluating us in is more complete it's more holistic and then that got us into thinking about well maybe we should go into 
what do you look for a reader? Like if you need a psychic reading and you've never had one before, or maybe it's been a long time since you have one, how do you go about finding a person and how do you go about finding or looking for a reputable person? Uh, because these are techniques and abilities that not everybody has practiced or used. We certainly all have abilities, but it's like, you know, I, I'm going to take my car to a really good mechanic that knows how to take a car apart and put it back together, basically. <laughs> you know, we all have the capability to fix a car. I mean, we all have that faculty, but yes. not a lot of us have the practice and experience at it. And so that's kind of what uh, we're looking for in a reader. So, Rob, what do you? What are the first things that you look for in a psychic reader? You took number two off of my um, uh, <laughs> note pads. That was number two. I have six main points or six main things that I actually was trying to, if we could. Uh, yeah, elaborate on it through. though. Give yes, your, okay. your feeling and elaborate that. on it. Thank you so much. And that actually was number one, number two on my list. But number one, actually on my list, would personally be what, what I look for in a, in a reader. Um, as far as, first of all, on a professional skill, on a professional level, a person that has established it as a, as a for lack of a better word, a business. Um, and anytime that money or exchange of Anything like that would be uh, incorporated into such. Uh, I would start, first of all, where I personally start is, is always, 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 as Kat touched on, brilliantly touched on, is the point to always listen to your own intuition. Always listen to your own spiritual discernment, your higher self, your ori, your, uh, listen to it. Listen to your gut feeling about folks. If you have any red flags, if you have any anything that feels off to you, that's not your reader. That is not, or in my case, spiritual worker. You must connect. You must feel comfortable and you must connect and listen to your own discernment. Definitely um, in this particular, this is a, unfortunately, we have to look at this in a business perspective, uh -huh. which has been one of my hardest personal lessons over all the years mm -hmm. is so, to look at it in a business perspective. Right. So, when you let's, when you were talking about red flags, what have been some of the red flags for you in the past? Like when you were trying to look for a reader, what red flags made you go, Oh, wait a minute. Maybe I shouldn't. Solicitation is on my list. Solicitation is um, actually uh, one of the main six things, and that was always a big red flag for me. Um, it still is somebody that does events and somebody that um, does lives in private groups, on business pages, uh, other places like that. Solicitation is always a, a red flag, um, not for myself, but for all of us. It's applicable. Can real you give us an example? Of a solicitation, because not a lot of people might know what that uh, means. The solicitations, we're not going to be in your inbox soliciting clients. People come to us. People, and not to be arrogant or egotistical, I really don't seek people 
out uh, personally. Um, I, I may advertise, but I never solicit. I'm not in anybody's inbox uh, blowing, you, uh, blowing you up going, uh, let me get a, uh, I got your reading here and DM me for, and all that. That's unprofessional. That's a big time no-no, and that is absolutely solicitation. Real readers, diviners, psychics, um, in my opinion, we don't we don't solicit. We don't solicit people oftentimes by word of mouth. Um, and when you're real, and when you have mm-hmm. moving to number three, if I may progress, move to number three. Yes, uh, by all means. Actually, it's on my list here. This is and cat. I didn't plan it like this, y'all. It just happens with our flow, like. <laughs> Psychics and all, you know. Oh, there you people. go. <laughs> so, actually, moving to number three, Kat, I actually put after solicitation, actually, wrote here, um, actually, as well. But, therefore, professionally speaking, and it's kind of on the same stance, part B of solicitation, if you may, if I may, um, as you, and it's kind of going back to what Catherine brilliantly said at the start. It's, it, it ties it in. It all ties in right here. It's the fact that, like, if you're going to go um, to, uh, you compared it to auto mechanics, which was brilliant, right? Yeah. Like, so, what I, in my perspective, I would say that oftentimes not everybody is skilled at the same skill set. And there's a, also a difference. You must look at everything technically here. There's also a difference between divination, a person that has learned a skilled trait, mm-hmm. divination, versus a person that is born psychic with psychic abilities and traits. Mm-hmm. And how one develops those particular muscles as a psychic. Now, people nowadays with Mr. Google and, and all 300X and all this other stuff, you know, all these multiple tools, divination tools, you can pick up guidebooks. You can pick up uh, things like that. Another thing to look for, and all ties back together, is those people honestly that have been doing this, take your class or something of mine, and three weeks later are selling a product on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Now, come on. You guys, you don't don't go for that. You don't go for that. Length of experience is an important aspect of this. Yeah. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. I guess years of like how many years you've been doing it, you know, the, yes. the length of how long you've been actually practicing and providing a service. If you know, like you were saying, if they're well established or not, um, certainly, I mean, it's good to give new people a try and to, you know, uh, maybe go to somebody who's first getting into it, but they have to have an energy of stability that, you know, they're not going to up and leave next couple of months when you're having trouble again and maybe you need a new reading on the direction or something. So. That leads to, that leads to, let's see, A, B, C. C, uh, point four, part C. Um, that absolutely leads to the fact that with all that being said, remarkably with all that being said, morally or ethically comes into play. Mm-hmm. Morally or ethically, considering that, again, business is, it's, we 
I have to look at it sometimes as a business. So therefore, if if somebody morally or ethically isn't suited and hasn't practiced as long as Catherine or I have or been doing this or gifted with these traits and gifts and things like that, morally or ethically, you would look, you would want to look honestly at something and someone going, is there a willingness and an honesty to tell a potential client there may be someone else more well suited in your particular circumstances, mm-hmm. in your particular situation, I may not be as well adapted per se. And if something, if we do divination first and Kat, Kat says over here as an example, Kat, and she is honestly, this is 100. She's more um, adept per se. And like, what do they call Catherine? The, the sound bowls, the, the sound oh, the singing bowl, singing bowls, mm-hmm. the singing bowls. And things like that. So if you wanted to incorporate that into, you know, then I wouldn't be your guy. Like, right. because that's not more. There's that's not- so many, like, there are so many different types of people. And there are practitioners that fit <coughs> that particular person's connectivity. Maybe their vibe goes yes. with you better than it does with me. And there there are so many people and there are readers that will fit that. Um, and let me get some shout outs going here. Hey to Yasmin Jadun. Good to see you. Jill Cook. If you haven't already subscribed, I, whoever's tuning in on the YouTube channel, go ahead and subscribe and then check out the Monday night live playlist. So you can binge watch all of the paranormal shows that are on there. Hey to Sheila Sunley and shout out to Heba Darling in Florida. I hope it's sunny and bright there for you. One thing I wanted to bring up that really irks me, it just happened to me a couple weeks ago. Sorry, there's a fly in here. But, you know, I have been reading for a person for a long time and hadn't heard from them for, I don't know, months and months and months and months. Suddenly, I get a text at 7 o'clock in the morning out of the blue with this emergency wanting to know about another reader's information. Seriously? Oh, we took it there. So, a reader told them a bunch of stuff that I don't feel is true, but I wasn't going to say that. Mm-hmm. And what they were doing is trying to get me to either verify or reject that reader's information. It's wow. How I, rude. I, How rude. Yes. I'm not going to try to get on any venting or ranting on your, <laughs> I'm really going to try to refrain and digress a little bit from where I want to go with that. Totally. Yeah. You hit the nail on the head. I had the same thing happen at 3.34 for like a.m. And this has happened to me, honestly, like three times in the last two months. That's insane. And I, yeah. It's insane. It just runs into a lot. This this is not easy. This business, when you're legit, real, this isn't easy. And there's certain ethics and morals also the way that just because you you have paid a reader, or a diviner or a recurring client it doesn't necessarily either entitle 
any client to therefore uh, right but this, like this gets into the ethics of it because yes. if you don't trust the information that you're getting from that reader don't go running from reader to reader. No, you can't man, don't do that. That's the ethics and the morals. It takes principles and it takes time. We must express two things as readers if we want to keep it in our ethics 100% real. Two important things for everybody to know is the fact that number one is the fact that um, you always have free will to change your reading anyway. Exactly. And that's what you I have teach free will. my clients in this session is your readings are based on your predictability and that's set by you. You determine your predictability. You don't have to stay in your predictability. You can change that. But a lot of us don't want to change our predictability because it's too comfortable. <laughs> Amen. So 80% of a reading can change based on if you stay on your predictability or you decide that you're going to take a wild card possibility yeah. and change your life, which a lot of readings ask that you do that, but my point in bringing up the situation was if you don't trust the information that you get from a reader, you shouldn't be going to that reader anyway. Number four, number five was the fact that I have written down on my life, kind of lengthy, but I'm summing it up. Number five was actually validity and number six was accuracy which feeds exactly where Catherine just went, just went. Okay, folks. So speaking of lovely Catherine's, I'm going to um, extend that a little bit of what Catherine just was saying, if I may, is the fact that we must look at validation and we must look at accuracy mm -hmm. in order. If you're recurring, if you're going to go to a, um, a psychic reader, mediums, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, diviner, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and you're recurring, like I have recurring clients. Right. And I'm not egotistical. And Catherine has recurring clients as she was using the example. Yeah. We all so need help along the way. Yeah, it is. Yes. That's, that's what you look for at a reputable reader, longevity, mm -hmm. their accuracy. Are they in it? Are they four dollars a minute? Are you, are you not taking full responsibility on your end as a potential client? Um, right, are right. you calling every other day? Are you calling hoodoos? Oh, I'm not going to drop no names like that. I've been offered, and I've passed up many offers to be on these larger hotlines, mm -hmm. five dollars a minute, and all this and that. It just pertains to a lot business wise. Okay, so my point there is is that you want to stick with somebody that you find that validation and accuracy. Validation okay. and accuracy. Or Melissa has a good question, but let me get a couple shout-outs here. Uh, Shout-out to Martha Theobald, my favorite person in the whole world. <laughs> Hope you're doing okay this evening. Melissa wants to know our opinion on fairs with many readers. I'm just going to, I'm going to say my piece and then you can say yours. I used to do fairs and I, you know, I quit doing them because I don't feel like I could give a good reading because it was so loud and so distracting and you had so little time and there wasn't enough privacy. 
and there was so much more that needed to be said or done. And I just, I don't want to do a half job. I don't want to do it. And if I can't do a good job, a full good job, I'm not going to do it. So that's my piece on fairs. <laughs> How that's, do you feel about fairs, Rob? It, that's word for word verbatim how I feel as well. However, it causes a determining huge factor in setting uh, fairs and rates for readings and things like that. Yeah. I, it has been over the years that everything that Catherine said due to life experience and, and wisdom and everything you know, that has been one of the hardest challenges. Excellent question, Melissa. Excellent question. I mean, it has and its good points because it's there are people who, they go to the fair and they wouldn't normally get a reading, but then they decide to get a reading and it could change their life. Yes. But I just did not feel like I was delivering my full potential. And I just can't do that. I'm the type of person that I am all in. And I want to spend an hour with you. <laughs> you know? And I want to see that things are fixed by the time that you leave. So I can't do that at a fair. So it's just not for me. Yes. Is she talking about psychic fairs or is she talking about, is she talking about, uh, you know, a psychic fair where you have a bunch of readers there, you know, and used to in the old days, we would go to a psychic fair and you would walk around and see which reader you were most drawn to. Just my, just, I never got a really good reading at the fairs. And then right, when I tried right. to oh, start yeah, doing and... them, I just had a okay. dissatisfactory experience, I guess. I have had a satisfactory experience as far as a customer, but I have had a dissatisfactory experience as well, on the other hand, as the reader at right. Psychic Fairs. I apologize, Melissa, my eyesight did glare. I thought that word said something totally uh, uh, different, uh, different. I apologize. Anyway, the glare is like... So I do I, I do agree that they can provide a good service for people. It just doesn't mesh well with what I need to do. Because like I said, mm -hmm. I want to spend an hour with you. I do. So... <laughs> yes. You know... Yes. I can't do that at a fair with the loud noise and this. I want to be totally focused and totally 100% with the person sitting in front of me, whether it be in person or on a video call. And I feel like, you know, fairs can be a little bit, yeah, they're entertainment. It can be a little entertaining and that's fun to do with a girlfriend on a weekend uh, things like that. And they can be life-changing and they can be highly beneficial. But again, you have to be extremely cautious about who you get the reading from. And there are a lot of people that are new to reading that use fairs as a way to get their feet wet and see if this is something that they want to do. And that's beneficial too, because 
you know, the people at a fair paying a lesser rate for a person with probably less experience than uh, myself or Rob has. So, well said. you know, it, it does have its benefits. So, Rob, what about an empathic demeanor? Do you think that that's important for a reader? Empathic demeanor is absolutely, it's very relative to the point of um, what we were just expressing about fares as well. Why fares wouldn't be necessarily the best for you or I is because those empathic um, traits is a true empath. It's a coin phrase nowadays often too much now. Yeah. Nowadays, the people hopping on the train want to use uh, want to use this phrase the uh, empath or clairsentient. Now back in cat nice day, y'all, uh, we're not gonna say because that's aging us a little <laughs> bit. Um, this <laughs> but anyway, this ages uh, me anyway, so <laughs> you might as well say yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, back in the day, Catherine, honestly, empath was not something that you heard of. Yeah, we didn't talk about it. When I was a kid, when I was, and I've been psychic my entire life. So when I was a kid, we did not hear this term thrown around. It was, mm. it's actually one of the most rarest and hardest psychic traits that there actually is, is to be an empath and to be clairsentient. And that's oftentimes why I back out of larger venues or fairs and things like that is because it's as Kat said as well. It's overwhelming. It can totally be, and it takes cat. I don't know about you, and, and knock on wood for any other true and several intuitive. days. And it takes days. Yes. Yeah. Several days to detox. Yes. Yes. <laughs> She's posting my sentences. Well, but you know, <laughs> going to Walmart takes me several days to detox. Yes. As well. So. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And I have Absolutely. to be extremely careful to block, shield, and protect myself even before I leave the house to go to Kroger or to Walmart. So fairs are just not or doing these events. Good message. Doing the lives. <laughs> yeah. Doing these events. You always, us as real people, real practitioners, we always take steps. Uh, we like, you know, before I would come on Catherine's events in live or my own or, or et cetera, you know, you're going to see me praying. You're going to see me cleansing. You're going to see me um, preparing, mm -hmm. you know, and, and setting up one of my world spiritual CPR. Yes. Spiritual CPR. Now I want to bring cleansing. up something before we run out of time. And that is oh, yes, uh, reviews because reviews can be. That's number six. It's number six on the list. I and I particularly have problems with this on Google. You will mm. see um, the real people have an account, and you know you can email them, you can contact them, and they have done other reviews on stuff, and so you can kind of go to their profile and you see yes, they're real. But there are other readers or other businesses that make it. A practice to go onto their competition site and do like a one star review. They don't really say exactly what's wrong or they don't give any detail. They just do the one star review. And, and when you look at their profile, 
they don't really look real. They've not had any interaction with other businesses, and they may have done a few only bad reviews for other types of business like that you're in. And their purpose is specifically to drive down your five-star rating. So when you're looking at reviews, take one step further and look past at the one-star review. Look at the person who's doing it, please. Because okay. Google does not take those down. They will, you can email them and say, I've never met with this person. I, you know, I have records that I've never read for this person and they don't care. They don't. Yes, ma'am. Indeed. And Catherine has me in goosebumps and a segue into something that just happened personally involving a Google review. And we do not plan these conversations ahead. No, it's just a no, picking in, in because the they, on, on the other hand, on it's the a other common hand, practice for these competition people to do that. And I, now, if you, morally speaking, on the other hand, morally speaking, if people have asked myself, per se, hypothetically, if people have asked myself about particular businesses and I firsthand would know that there are problematic um, or have had personal problems and then therefore how would I feel about leaving a review? How would I feel about leaving my own opinion um, in that business per stance? If it's going to help somebody, if it's going to help somebody as a person that speaks in my perspective truth and personal experience, then that's one thing, but to just, as Catherine said, to just as competition, because we do, as Kat has brought up and we've brought up and touched on a couple of times, business perspective, mm -hmm. we do have competition and we get thrown shade and we get those reviews that are just ridiculous. Well, so, and what people don't think, realize is that... This is a big world and there are a lot of people in it. And so, and like you were bringing up earlier, Rob, each person has different needs and there are different readers to fit that. There are plenty of people to go around. We don't need to, you know, do these practices. People don't need to do that and think of the bad karma that they're accumulating when they do that. Especially being a reader, you know better. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well said. Well said. Um, and last, before we are out of time, I believe we are a couple minutes going. A That's couple okay. Minutes we over. can go over I, a few minutes. We always do. We always <laughs> do. Um, if, if we may really quick. Um, validation. Um, I must say that one of the one of the things that, believe it or not, Kat, this is always odd. As a reader, I read for other readers oftentimes. I, and I'm not tooting my own horn, but I really do. I really do. I have a regular client set that's work workers and readers mm -hmm. that come to me, you know, and I'm honored and blessed for that. So, so, but anyway, one of the things that I must say is with validation, validation people, have to know what really to um as far as reputable readers oftentimes uh, going back to being reputable 
a reader will tell you myself i'm going to tell somebody uh i shouldn't have to tell other readers but oftentimes people will try to interrupt or validate in the middle of what um, is coming through within a reading mm-hmm. that is not that is not what we call validation a validation that's you consciously feeding your reader information right and therefore that becomes logic at that point that becomes logic versus you using your absolute discernment intuition psychic trait etc right so that's very important it's very important validation is extremely important and i had put on the last part of my list problem solving skills you know it's it's to me it's of no use to a client to do a good reading if I can't tell them how to fix it or what they need to do to get back on track. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. 100. 100. <laughs> I tell people, and I think there's a dual as a person. I call you as, you know, you, you do spiritual work as well, you know, as a re- and mediumship comes with the spiritual work uh, simultaneously. So I'm a, you know, a conjure worker, so and a professional reader, a spiritual worker. So oftentimes that's part B of after a reading is I see and I get from spirit what is, I went to a beautiful Misa and it was largely, uh, hugely enlightening for me and this happened frequently. Mm-hmm. And the thing was is that oftentimes <clears throat> it comes through, I'll tell people you need to do a cut and clear. Or Abre Camino, you need to do a road opener. Yeah. You need to spiritual cleansings, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So to fix your conditions that that are often if you're reputable and real, let's say real too. Uh reputable and real. Yeah. Um that a that a reader will absolutely tell you the solutions. Wow. Right. We absolutely we can. yeah, we have to have that. Now, before we end for the evening, I want to remind everybody who's been wanting classes. I am trying to get those uh, put on Skillshare and Udemy teaching platforms. Uh, So be patient. The big surgery this summer kind of delayed a bunch of stuff for me. But here's what's really exciting coming up. On October the 25th, if Rob will agree, if Rob will agree, we, I want to do a show on Hoodoo Black Magic for Halloween. Hoodoo Black Magic? Hoodoo. Hoodoo. Black, hoodoo. Hoodoo Black Magic for Halloween. Are you in agreement, Rob? Yes. Um, we will give a precursor right away. There's a large controversy. We'll start right at the beginning. Now, this is a tease. This is a tease, y'all. Okay, for the 25th. Yes, I'm down. Yes, I'm down. But I'm going to give a precursor and, like, a, a warning. Okay, there is controversy, and there is um, a little bit of heat. Sometimes when people use the word black magic and the origins of why that some practices would be called black magic. Right. Oftentimes, oftentimes um, certain folks prefer the word baneful and things um, like that, because um, we never intend to culturally appropriate or um, be in any way disrespectful. Uh, the origins of some terms with black magic 
end of teeth is actually um, from the culture of fear of uh, cultural appropriation, where in the context of the fact that when the slaves were bought over, there was fear of that particular magic that was from black people. So they associated with that in the early Christian church with black, meaning ethnicity mm. and not the form of magic. Right. So we never intend to cross or no, no. Um, <clears throat> so that's the end of the tease and we give you a precursor. <laughs> so, Okay. Let me see if, let me make sure we don't have any lingering questions. Uh, Lana says, I think someone who is real and sincere can get referrals from word of mouth of a true psychic yes. reader. Word of mouth is something we didn't go over. Um, That's amazing. And thank you so much for that. So great. Thank and, you. and I agree with that. Word of mouth yes. goes a long way. And yes, it does. Um, it really is a good indicator of the reputable, empathic, ethical nature of the reader involved that you're referring. So be really careful about who you do a referral for. Make sure that you really are vested in them and you uh, have had a reading and, and a good experience and that you know that the reader's established, they're experienced, you know, they have good uh, reviews, they have ethics. And they have that empathic demeanor and problem solving yes. skills. So yes, and one more one more slight point as well. A reputable reader will tell somebody after readings as well to make sure that it's closed, to make sure that it's closed out properly and cut any cords. I can if I've read for you and I don't cleanse my tools, I can pick up those tools any day of the week and read for you against your will. Mm -hmm. Against your will, I can look in. Right. On you, you know, and it's an old, it's an old school thing. It's a really oh, old school. Oh, it is, it is. And it's the truth. So make sure that you get somebody that's going to tell you to close it out, and you cut yeah. your energy cords. Uh, so everybody, look forward to the October twenty fifth show. We're going to have some other shows up to that point, um, but I'm really going to have fun with this show. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Hoodoo Black Magic. Hoodoo Black Magic for Halloween. We got it. Yeah. We got it. Now, we, you want, we, me, you want me to gonna, come up with the. I can tell you some tricks. Yeah, right we're, we're going to cook something up. We're going to cook something up. <laughs> all right. It. Kisses from Kentucky, everybody. And Thank I you, will all. see you next week. Bye. Have a good one. Blessings. Day. Thank you. Have a good night.